You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Wow, what a year it has been. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through how to review 2022 for your business and look at the things that actually matter and those that will help you have an even better 2023. Thank you for joining me today. Before I kick off, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce podcast this year. Whether you've just stumbled across the podcast and this is your first episode or you tune in each week, thank you. It's always a weird thing putting out a podcast, especially when I do these solo episodes. Sometimes it feels like I'm just talking to myself and I'm not really sure if you or anyone else is going to listen to it. So I do appreciate you tuning in and I hope this year that they've helped you to get inspired by my guests or learn something new that's going to help you sell more on your online store. If I can ask one favor, I would love it if you could leave a review for the podcast on your favorite app. This helps other e-commerce business owners to find it, and hopefully I can help even more people in 2023. I'd also love to hear from you if you have a question. So if you've got something you'd like me to answer on the podcast or a guest speaker you'd like to hear from, let me know. You can head to unstoppableecom.com forward slash podcast and submit your question there, or just slide on into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at unstoppableecom, so that's E-C-O-M-M. Now, it's always mixed emotions when I get to the end of the year. There's the exhaustion. I'm sure you're feeling it too. Everything seems to all come at you at once. And the list of things you wanted to get done before the end of the year just seems to get bigger and bigger. All the days left to do it are disappearing quickly. Then there's that little bit of excitement that starts to creep in for next year and all the possibilities. But somehow that excitement soon turns to overwhelm. I think because you realize you may not have gotten everything done that you wanted to this year. So to start with, how about we just give ourselves a break, yeah? (laughs) It's been a big year and we tend to focus on all the wrong things at the end of the year. So if you're focusing on all the things that didn't go to plan, all the things that you want to do better next year, all the things that you haven't gotten done, I want you to take a moment to shift your focus. If you're at home, grab out a pen and paper or even start a new list on your phone. If you're driving, just start to have a think of these things in your head, but I want you to write them down later. So once you're ready to start writing your list, I want you to write down at least 20 good things that happened this year. Once you get to 20, see if you can make it 30, then keep going and make a list as long as you can. If you can get to 52, so there's one for each week of the year, even better. It's so easy to focus on all the negatives, the things that we could have done better. But when we force ourselves to stop and reflect, we can start to remember all the awesome things that happened this year. Now, these don't have to be about your business. Maybe you're able to take a long weekend off, get away with the family. Maybe you worked less this year, which is a win in itself. Perhaps you were able to make your kids swimming carnival or assembly. Maybe you and your significant other went on a date night. Now, that's one thing I want to do more of next year, but all the ones that I got in this year are going on my list. 
So for your business, think about what you did this year. Did you launch a new product? Maybe you hired a staff member. Did you move premises? Maybe you got a warehouse. Did you outsource something that you were doing last year and this year you haven't had to do it yourself? Maybe you posted to social media more than last year. Maybe you built your email list. Did you send regular emails? Maybe you started Facebook ads. Whatever it was, put it all on your list. Don't forget the big things too. Maybe you won an award, had a record month or even a record year. I was talking to one of my ad clients last week and said to her, congratulations on joining the Six Figure Club this year because she'd done over a hundred grand in her business this year. And she went, oh yeah, like she hadn't actually noticed at all. That's the thing about goals, ambition, growth. We're always striving for the next thing and we forget to celebrate when we achieve what we set out to do. We're too busy striving for that next thing. And there's nothing wrong with constantly increasing your goals and moving forward, but it's important to stop and celebrate your milestones, all those little wins. Otherwise, you're just constantly striving and will feel as though you're never getting anywhere. So if you got your website live this year, congratulations, celebrate. If you made your first sale this year, good on you, celebrate. If you had your first $1,000 month or your first $10,000 month, Hell yeah, celebrate. If you had your first six-figure year, awesome. You guessed it, celebrate. If you had your first six-figure month, which I know some of my students did, amazing. Celebrate that like crazy. You're on your way to a seven-figure business. And if you hit the seven-figure mark this year, yes, go you. High fives all round. I hope you stopped to celebrate. And if you didn't, do it now. One day, the things that you're striving for today will become your new normal. A $10,000 a month will be okay, whereas right now it might seem amazing. Then down the track, you'll feel the same way about $100,000 a month if you choose to grow that big. I used to be the person that never celebrated, but then it made that achievement seem so insignificant that I really didn't have the purpose behind hitting my next goal. These days, I set a reward for each goal I set. Rewards can be anything you like. Maybe you treat yourself to a nice piece of jewelry, go on a date night at a nice restaurant. You can get yourself a massage, get your nails done, have a weekend away. It can be anything, but it must be something that you want and something special, not something that you do anyway. Then when you're setting your goals for your business in 2023, I want you to set a reward for each one. The bigger the goal, the more effort required, the bigger the reward. So if you hit your monthly revenue goal, you know exactly what you're going to do to celebrate and it will help to drive your motivation to get there. Years and years ago, when I first hit six figures in my business, I didn't do anything. It was something that I'd always wanted and I'd worked for years towards it and then it just kind of like happened and that was that. Then I was in Melbourne with a girlfriend and we went past a Tiffany store. Now this is exciting for me because we don't have these in Tassie and I said to her, stuff it, I'm going to celebrate my six figure year. And I went in and I bought myself the only damn thing I could afford in that shop, which was a $200 necklace. And at the time, that was huge for me to spend that kind of money on myself, especially on something like jewelry. But now every time I wear that necklace, I remember I earned that and I bought it for myself. It's so much more special, no offense, hubby, than, you know, the beautiful jewelry he's bought me because it's like, I did this. I earned it. I worked hard. I bought it for myself. So once you're finished celebrating all the amazing things that you've done in 2022, 
take a photo of it, please. Take a photo of that list, share it with me on Instagram, or better still, post it to your stories and tag me. That way you can share your wins with everyone and encourage others to do the same. Let's normalize celebrating all those little things that add up to our awesomeness and our amazing year. Before you start making your goals for 2023, I want you to answer a few questions about this year. Firstly, let's look at what you're doing in your business and perhaps what you could be getting others to do for you. Write down all the things that you enjoy doing in your business. It may be that you like making the products or taking the photos or creating the content. Write it all down. Then write down all the things that you don't like doing in your business. Anything that makes you cringe when you think about having to do it. It may be the graphic design, your bookkeeping, posting to social media, or packing orders. Now, there's no right or wrong answers. It's what you personally enjoy and don't enjoy in your business. Then take that list of things that you don't like doing and split it up into two columns. The first column is going to be all the things you don't like doing, but you're good at. And then the next column is going to be all the things you don't like doing and you're also not good at. Now, when you're looking towards the new year, your goals should include starting to outsource some of those things that are in the second column. If you don't like doing these tasks and you're not good at them, then you're not doing you or your business any favors by doing them. So once you've managed to outsource everything in that second column, then you can look at the first column to outsource things just because you don't enjoy them, even though you're good at them. Then you can also split up that first list of things that you enjoy doing. You have those things that you enjoy doing and that you're good at. Great. Nothing needs to change there. But if there's things that you enjoy doing, but you aren't necessarily that good at, perhaps you can find some training on them in the new year. So that way you can continue to do the things in your business that you enjoy, but ensure that you are helping your business grow by doing them well. Next, it's time for us to reflect on your numbers for the year. Take a look at your sales. How did they compare to previous years? Which month was your best? Which month was your slowest? Which product sold the best? Which was the worst? What was your profit margin for the year? Because remember, it's not always about sales. We want to make sure that you're making a profit. Have a look which products made you the most profit. Which promotions, if you did any promotions through the year, which ones worked well, which ones didn't? And do you know why? What was your return on investment for all of your marketing efforts this year? I teach Facebook ads, but I don't like to just look at the return of Facebook ads because all of our marketing works hand in hand together. You could be running Facebook ads, you could be running Google ads, you can have a social media marketing campaign for organic, you can have your email marketing, and overall we want to make sure that it's profitable. So take a look at how much revenue you made all year and divide it by how much you spent on your marketing. So this includes all of your paid advertising then you want to make sure that what you spent is less than the profit you made on the revenue to ensure that you're actually making money. And the last financial question I want you to answer is how much did you pay yourself? If we're not paying ourselves a wage, we just have a really expensive hobby. So we want to make sure that we're running a business and that you're actually getting something for all the hard work that you're putting in. Now, if this is just making you cringe and you're not good with all the financial stuff and you're starting to think, oh, what am I doing? 
Go back and listen to my episode with Jody Porteous about implementing the profit first method in your e-commerce business. It's an absolute game changer. It's all about making sure that you've got enough money for everything and that you always know where you sit and that you're pulling out profit from day one. It's super easy to implement and we've got a whole episode all about how to set it up in your business. So check that one out. In Australia, we're only halfway through the financial year. So if you're not happy with some of the answers, there's still time to change them before 30 June, before the end of the financial year. Now let's deep dive into some of your other data. Look at your website traffic in Google Analytics, or if you haven't got Google Analytics, make sure you get it. Uh, But look at your dashboard for your website. Have a look, where was your traffic coming from? Who were your audience? So what gender are they? How old are they? Which country are they from? Which state and cities are they from? And which of those audiences actually converted the best? Have a look at what your overall conversion rate was. So that's the percentage of people who visit your website that actually go on to make a purchase and what your average order value was. Now, if you need to increase some of these numbers, also check back. Some of my past episodes for this year have been all about increasing your conversion rate. And there was another one all about increasing your average order value. Sometimes we think we know the answers to these questions, so we don't bother to check. But things can change. Content you put out, photos or videos you use can attract an audience different to who you thought. So you need to check in every now and then and make sure you're attracting the right audience. I did a one-on-one session with a client. They were a multi-million dollar business, really successful. However, when I said to her, oh, this is the audience that's coming mostly to your website, she said, no, 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 they're not our audience. No, we attract a much older demographic. I went, oh, no, actually, these are the ones that are coming. These are the ones that are spending. Yes, the ones that are older actually tend to convert better and spend more, but you're attracting a lot more of the younger people to the website. And when I looked at their website and their social media, they were using their daughter as a model. So it was a lot of the younger generation coming through because that's who they were using in their photos and that's who they were attracting. So it's really important to have a look at these and you've always got the data. If you've got, you know, Google Analytics is amazing for this sort of thing. You can look at that data and go, okay, I thought this was my audience, but actually these are the people I'm attracting. So if they're converting really well, great. Maybe you just change up some of your messaging so that could work even better because you know that actually that's your best audience. Or if you know you've got an even better audience, but you're not attracting them right now, look at how you could change up, you know, your imagery, your messaging and things like that to attract the right people. Now, if you're a list lover, another list you can write is all about the things that you have learned this year. My first year in business, I was 24 and I lost so much money. (laughs) But looking back, I call it my uni degree as I learned so much. So even if things didn't all go to plan this year, what did you learn? It's important to take stock of all those learnings. That way they weren't failures as you learned something. So it might've been about you, might've been about your customers. It might've been about your business, your products. You may have learned which days not to send your emails. You might've learned which is the best time to have a promo or which times to avoid. You might've worked out which promos work for your audience, which don't. You may have also learned about a new product that your customers would love to see from you or something that you thought would be a great idea and you learned maybe that it wasn't. Anything at all, big or small, write it down because all the lessons from your business this year are just so invaluable. Now start to think about what you want your business to look like in 2023. 
So when you write these lists this time next year, hopefully you're still listening to the podcast, what do you want to be on there? What do you want to be different? Then I want you to join me in the next episode because I'm going to help you plan your goals for 2023 and create a strategy to achieve them. So please don't forget to share your wins with me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Unstoppable E-Commerce. And I just want to say, if it's your thing, have a very Merry Christmas and please give yourself some time off to rest and recover and celebrate everything that you've achieved in 2022. Thank you once again for supporting Unstoppable E-Commerce this year. And I cannot wait to help you become unstoppable in 2023. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested, profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.